What's up, everybody? Episode 14 of Shut Up and Scribble starts right now. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. I'd love for someone to tell me to show up and dribble again. What's worse, JR turning into a meth addict after taking one bite out of some stale dried mango? Or me, Sydney Wellsing myself in the forehead? You can't even see it that What does well. that even mean? I don't understand that reference. She hit herself in the forehead with a barbell snatching. Really? When? Yeah, and that's why she has that thing right there. It looks like the world's biggest boil. It's permanent? I don't think it's – I don't know. Apparently, I was telling somebody at the gym, asked what happened to my head today. And they were like, oh, I just saw Sydney Wells posted on her story that she like went to Boston to get it fixed. Oh, you got to go to Boston. Dude, I'm going to have to go to Boston to get this fixed. Wait, right? have you seen that video of the guy that has like the giant like pimple thing on his forehead? And it's just a video of him like he has sunglasses on his head. Just sit on his giant like <laughs> – Oh my god. And Jared doesn't have a tooth. So look. <laughs> I'm they are hell. Dude, so I did this yesterday. All right, guys, let's talk programming. What are we waiting on? <laughs> it actually like I felt it and I was like, oh shit. And I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't even think I cut myself. And then I just like blood all in my mouth and it was just gushing. It was crazy. It was everywhere. Um, second thing is I cannot tell you how hard it is. To sell a fucking iPad on Facebook Marketplace, dude. But I got iPads this are like 2018, dude. Whatever, dude. I got this guy coming to cop it today. So 2:30, we got to be off this joint. He's buying my iPad. Fuck, it's been a ride. This 14-year-old tried to troll me in Facebook Marketplace uh, message, dude. Can I? Can I read it? Yeah. All right. He goes, this little fucker. He goes, where is this? Hey, I'm a high schooler who needs it for schoolwork. Would you be willing to trade for Apple Watch Series 7? I said, no, I don't want to trade, but I'd take 300 bucks. <laughs> and, and he responds and just says, nope, no punctuation, nope. So I was kind of pissed, and I said, good talk, douche. And he goes, mad, question mark? Just called a 14-year-old a douche. Get a life, old head. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> that was well done. So I said, Please, would, you trade, would you trade the iPad for a TI-84 calculator? Yeah, literally. I need to I get to do my homework. Dude, so I, I don't just, think he was trolling you. I think he was being like, serious. Like, I know. I know he wasn't trolling me, but just his response. So then I said, nope. And he said, LOL. And I didn't respond. And then 30 minutes later, he goes, Taylor, hi, with multiple eyes. And then goes, are you still mad? Question mark. <laughs> you guys are like best friends now, dude. Just checking Holy in. Shit. It took me back to Xbox Live group chat, dude. The live Jerry, chat. You should do the uh, briefings with your tooth out at Crucible. I did it crescendo because the oh, prosthetic that they made me post-surgery did not fit. And it was digging into my sutures. So on Sunday... I briefed all the athletes with like this and they were all, you could tell just like I said, guys, when I say squat standards, it's okay. if you like. Wait, so are you never going to get that thing actually? Like I, I am. I, I just got the call 
for the first follow up. You had to wait. You have to wait four months on it to completely. Heal. No way. Yeah, it's that's nuts. crazy. Welcome to Spartanburg. Yep. He lost it behind Fuddruckers. Full funny business going on, dude. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So Rogue Leaderboard, it looks like it might be finalized. Put that thing back in, dude. You can put it in now. <laughs> you can't take me seriously. It feels good. It's comfortable not to worry about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Rogue leaderboard finalized. I mean, we we I don't know if it's 100% finalized, but it's it's changed a lot. So is it too soon for me to text Jason and ask him if he's in for that race now? I think it might be a little too soon since he's one <laughs> one point out. Him we're and Chris Fell one point out. We're yeah. supposed to do a 80-mile bike race in October, and he's like, just wait. Wait a week before you register. Well, I, I've heard a lot of – I mean, you could just call them rumors, right? Some people have said, ah, oh, they'll – if they backfill anybody that declines from the games invites, they'll backfill – from the games leaderboard and then other people have said that they think they'll backfill from the queue i think it would be cool if they had more than one person that declined and they took one one from each and obviously it's easy for me to say that like a homer because jason's in sixth but it would be cool to see them backfill someone from the games that barely missed out and then backfill someone from the queue that's obviously back to training hungry is gonna show up in shape i mean i don't know you tell me if Taylor, if you if you just finished 17th at the games and you didn't have any plans on doing any offseason competitions until like December or January, would you be in any kind of shape right now? Or would you just be like, dude, in a month competing at Rogue? Could you could you be ready in a month? If you really haven't been doing anything and you're just oh, been kind that, of chilling? but that's dude, that's such a that's so what do you mean by not doing anything? I'm saying like you've just started exercising again you took a full month off after the games what does so that mean then, a full month of not a single time yeah sweating. just a full month off yep full month off and you were like hey i'm gonna try to do wadapalooza that's my next competition i didn't qualify for rogue i, I don't want to compete in the fall i'm just gonna wait until wadapalooza and then you get a backfill invite like are you is it even questionable or are you like whatever i'll do whatever it takes to get you know to be ready or do you almost just say no thanks like i'm i'm not my, my mind is not there right now because I, I think, think because I think, I think that's something you have to consider. I think everybody and their brother is going to say yes to rogue. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to say yes to rogue. There's a lot of money there. And then also I think I hate, I just hate hearing like, Oh, I took a full month off. I want to know what that exactly means. Mm -hmm. Like, did you actually not do a single workout? anything that can be could be considered any type of fitness and did you eat whatever you wanted for a month because if that's the case your ass better not be trying to show up to rogue yeah, yeah <laughs> i just think uh, at least the people who are on the leaderboard uh, want it have intentions of competing this time of year so i think in a lot of ways taking anyone from the top 10 of the qualifier versus backfilling from the game's leaderboard you might get a way fitter individual there in person it, it takes a lot of time yeah yeah for sure it takes a lot of time to lose fitness to actually lose fitness you could take two weeks off come back the first week's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks and then pretty soon you're back into the swing but that extra two weeks of like a full month off Right. That is a whole different story. That's like, okay, it's going to take you a month to start feeling like yourself again, at least. 
Yeah. And the people can say what they want about someone like Jason not completing the full weekend of tests, but like he took a couple weeks off and came back and I worked out with him his first workout back. And I was like, geez, you're like, you're fine. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but last year he took a month off and it was like comical working out with him for the first week or two. It was like, you could just tell that, like you're saying that extra two weeks of just chilling, your body just goes, goes on vacation. So, yeah. yeah. So we see, pull back up the leaderboard. It shift. I mean, a lot of people got penalties. Um, I think Victor was first after the first scores were put in. So now Ricky's in first. Travis, I believe, stayed at three. Tudor, I think, was in sixth and moved up to fourth. Garrett Clark now in fifth. Tyler and Jason both move up. Jack Rosema move up. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There was a lot of movement. I, I want to say James was in maybe 18th. He can correct me, or you, one of you guys can. But now he's all the way up to 12th. So there was. I thought he was in like 19th or 20th. There was a and ton of movement. Yeah, Colton was I mean, on the second page, wasn't he? Colton was yeah. like in 24th yeah. or something. So Dude, it's crazy when you move well. Yeah, it's um cool to see all these people move up. Obviously, it's a for almost all of them. It's uh barely missing out. But what's the storyline behind the qualifier for you? Looking at the leaderboard with games athletes so far down, what what do you think? Are there different causes for that, or kind of what does that tell you about the qualifier? Well, if we really, if we really wanted to analyze it and go through like the top fifteen people, we could clearly we could look at the scores and see which one hurt them and which one kept them out. But off of the initial set of programming, I mean, at least when I looked at it, it looked very rogue to me. It looked, it looked very robust. There was a lot of weightlifting. Um, there were a lot of grind type movements, like the devil press with the suitcase lunge, the sandbag clean with the box stepovers. Like it, it, it looked very much like a road qualifier to me. This, my opinion on it is that anytime we have an open quarterfinals road qualifier, Wadapalooza online challenging qualifier, I feel like it's safe to say that 50% of the people that show out in online qualifiers never are able to put it together in an, in an in-person competition. So it's like, okay, these names that you're seeing up here, they're just knocking it out of the park. You're going to see that in any online competition. And half of the time, it correlates to them doing well in person. The other half, it's just like, well, they do well when everything is just exactly the way they want it, set up exactly how they like it in their gym with all of the you know, controllables controlled. Um, outside of that, it's like it's, it's, just an online, it's just an online qualifier. Well, I mean, and then when uh, you look to the in-person competition, at least for me, and obviously Jason's a friend of ours, so it's, it's going to sound biased, but you look at Spencer. I think he's maybe in the next – qualifying spot from the games leaderboard so if someone declines or if multiple people decline they're going to go and we think they backfill from the games they're going to go to spencer spencer showed up at the games he did his work he had a solid finish for rogue specifically do you think that programming lends more so to you wanting to see a certain style of athlete like if you look at jason jason's won three events at rogue the first year he won the <laughs> echo bike thruster last year he won the trail run and the strict deficit parallel handstand push-up. So, like, do you want to see someone who you think would do well backfill into Rogue to, like, cause a shift in the leaderboard? Look at Chandler last year. He got in through the queue and crushed it. Do you want to see someone like that, or do you just want to see someone who proved it at the games? No, I want to – this is what I hate about Rogue is it's so subjective. And that's their prerogative because they fucking own it. They can do whatever they want. But I hate how, like – we just, there's no process in place. 
I want to see the most deserving person go to Rogue. I don't want to see who they feel like fucking inviting. What does deserving mean? Deserve or earn? Uh, earned, I suppose. So I guess six off the queue leaderboard. I don't want to see the, the fucking backfill from the invite. So they didn't earn it through their games performance? Where where is that? Where do they where's that rule book? Exactly. I'm just that's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. If they, if they had it written out that okay, we are going to invite the top 15 from the games and mm-hmm. then the top five from the queue. And when we backfill, because the games get the first 15 spots, they're gonna get the first opportunity to backfill. Cool. Without any of that, I'm just like, how do we fucking know who's supposed to be there? You just wish the speculation wasn't there. Yeah. Invite Hunter McIntyre for all I fucking care. So you'd rather have structure in a rule book than have Tia Claire there maybe this year or Annie Thor's daughter there last year? No, if that was in the rule book that they could invite Tia Claire to me whenever they wanted from now till 2032. But how does that make a difference? It just just saying that they can do whatever they want versus doing whatever they want without saying it. I just don't like knowing what the process is. I don't like knowing what you don't like not knowing. Yeah, I don't like not knowing how it's supposed to work i, I don't yeah. know i mean call yeah. me crazy i just don't like sitting in the dark being like well who gets the first backfill invite who's because who, then it makes me question well who's most deserving of the first backfill invite um i don't know there's so much in this sport where it's like there's so much that's just not set in stone and it's so ever-changing it makes things like this difficult and and kind of fucking dumb to a degree when it's like when when, when is it just going to be set and people learn how to play by that rule. Yeah, and a lot of times a year before you change it. And a lot of times too, the argument's going to be, oh, it doesn't matter. Whoever they backfill is going to finish bottom five. That that's not the case yeah, at Rogue. It's true. so exclusive. There's only twenty. You take someone that finished sixteenth or seventeenth or eighteenth from the games, they could have just gotten a string of tests at the games that weren't suited for them. They could show up to Rogue and wreck. You could backfill Jason or Tyler Christofel. They could show up to Rogue and do really well. So here's it, yeah, it is a big it is a big deal. Like and this how is they, how they backfill. And it. this is the truth too, not just about Rogue, but about the games as well. Is there the, with the exception of four people total, individual side, men and women, the programming matters so fucking much, and the placement of one movement or not having one movement in the games is the difference between a top five and a top fifteenth potentially. Or something along those lines. Or a slight bias towards one thing versus a slight bias towards another is a huge difference in placing at the games. There's, it's the podium, and maybe those four to six people can say, okay, I'm going to do really well. But I wouldn't even say podium. I would say they can guarantee themselves a top five regardless of the programming. They're not guaranteeing – not who competed this year is going to guarantee themselves a win regardless of the programming. But they can guarantee a top five or a podium. And then everyone else – it's like, oh, you could be fifth based off the programming, or you could be fucking cut. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can, to me, it just yeah. doesn't make it for me. It just doesn't make a difference until Rogue's actually a part of a season under CrossFit. Then it's like, I hope they invite Tia Claire, even though she didn't compete at the games, and I don't really care if they tell me what they're doing. I understand why, from an athlete coach perspective, it's frustrating because you don't really understand. Okay, well, should I do the qualifier if I'm? you know, in 16th in the likelihood of someone not doing rogue right. in the top 15 of the games is pretty high. So I figure I'll get a backfield. I understand that's frustration, but I guess from my perspective, I just don't really care unless it's going to be like contributing to some season long 
you know, we're going to crown a season champ for 2023 regular season, whatever. And Rogue's actually a part of contributing points to some overall point scheme. Then it's just like, well, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I think Katie said when she went on Sevon show recently, she's like, you know, this is a showcase. That's what we want it to be. We want to showcase the athletes. We want to showcase the legends. We want to showcase the strongman community. We want to celebrate the iron game. So with that, with that outlook, of like it being a showcase and we can get into the programming of it, what we think the programming is going to be like, what it's been like in the past, but take something like a handstand walk, for instance, it's something that we're accustomed to seeing at most high level CrossFit competitions, whether it's um, unbroken requirement, whether it's over obstacles, whether it has pirouettes, whatever the movement has never been programmed one time at rogue. Never. So, so, but like, that's their style. So to me, do you, do you just stay with that? Or do you say, hey, we've never done this before. doesn't mean we would never do it. And you shift the programming. I mean, last year we got on and talked about how it felt more like a CrossFit game style programming. Like the number of workouts, the how, how aggressive they were, the loading, that it was just like, dang, dude, this is like, this is nasty. Like everyone's going to leave this weekend being pretty messed up. And it was a and, lot of pressing, so much pressing. Yeah, so it's like, you know, do, do – you make it four days and you make it nine or 10 events. Do you make it three days and you make it six or seven? I mean, like you've said, they can do whatever they want, but when you start to think about rogue, you have this idea in your head of it just being a standalone type thing. Maybe the most exclusive competition in the world, as far as CrossFit goes, like you want to know what it is and you want to know how you get there. Kind of to, to your point. I, I like, I think it would be really cool for them to invite Tia. It would be cool. Yeah, that wouldn't upset me one bit. I'm just saying I don't like not knowing where the backfill is supposed to come from. And and I don't really give a shit who it goes. I, I care who it goes to in the sense that because it's so exclusive, I don't want to see a single fucking athlete there just taking their licks and like, you know, moving through events. I want all 20 athletes on each side throwing haymakers. So what if they said we're never going to backfill from the queue? maximum we're going to ever take is the top five that qualify and if we backfill it'll either be from game spots or uh cool. invites outside of that is that kind of what you're looking for something like that yeah just to just tell us what the process is so yeah. that so that people know um and but at the same time i understand why they're not because then they don't have to be nailed down to a process and feel like oh well i changed my mind i'd rather do this they can just do whatever the fuck they want which is again that's their prerogative um i do think that bill and katie both care about finding the fittest athlete there i think if they've ever made a statement that is i believe at one point in time one of them may have made a statement that's saying like our primary concern is like showcasing the athletes then we care about finding the fittest there i'm hard pressed to believe that that's not bullshit that they are okay with giving away 250 grand to a person who's not the most deserving to who's not the fittest in the field. I mean, what do you think JR? I don't know what they would say to that, but I can assume that they would say if the right people are in place to write the programming that takes care of itself, that it should be like, that should happen without trying to make sure it happens. Mm. I, and I agree to a degree. I think that, rogue programming 
in comparison to like Dubai or Wadapalooza or the games in the past has shown more bias than anything else. And this goes back to like uh, the argument of these, these competitions that aren't claiming the fittest on earth. Should they be concerned with the most well-balanced tests or should they just have their own biases? And should you know that as a fan and as an athlete going into it? If it's a CrossFit competition, then it should be most balanced, well-programmed. And it's clearly a fucking CrossFit competition. These are not bodybuilders signing up for the Rogue Invitational. These are not strongmen signing up for that particular competition stage at the Rogue Invitational. And if it is, then it, you know it's just different. But if it's CrossFit athletes, CrossFit Games athletes, like give them a CrossFit test, make it fucking balanced. I just don't get like why why do you have to fucking try to reinvent the wheel? Um, why do you have to try to put your own you know oh. When you go to Rogue, you know you're going to go heavy every event. Like, I just don't like that. Like, make it CrossFit. Um, yeah. Well, I think every programmer has biases, whether they're, they know it or not. So even when they get to the games, Dave right. and Boz have tendencies. When we program competitions, we have tendencies. When right. Josh and them program, they have, they have tendencies. When whoever programs Dubai does. I mean, every, everyone's, everyone's going to have that. So at this point, maybe we're just talking in a circle. Because what you think capacity across broad time and modal domains is and what I think it is, is subjective to our, to, to our events. So, Right. I just think they should care. I don't think it should just be this flippant like, yeah, it'll I'm, take I'm, care I'm of sure that, I'm sure they care a lot. And I'm excited to see wh what they do this year if they incorporate some of the other parts of the iron game. Like Strongman last year, we saw with the log clean and press for load. Um, they did the tiebreaker with the jerry can carry. I mean, there's always some pretty cool things. Obviously, the hill. I hope the hill is just something they always keep. Yeah, that's and, sick. And it's always there. And you know when you go to Rogue, that's one thing you have to deal with. I, just I hope they have cool. to put that fucking that seesaw bin at the top of the hill and you have to carry like fucking 10 sandbags up it and make it tip over. Until it shit tips like, over. Yeah, yeah, shit like that really is cool. so cool. Really I, cool. I hope yeah. they continue to involve strongman implements and things that the athletes are just not going to touch anywhere else. That's yeah. super, super cool. Um my last point in the programming is just that it's pretty easy to balance that out with anything. I mean, even Roe could come up with an implement body weight wise or gymnastic or skill um, that perplexes athletes. Or well, and last year, you know, we saw the log muscle up, which right. I still which think is awesome. one of the most creative programming things that sick. I've seen in the competition. Yeah, that was that was sick. So, um, do we want to look at the female leaderboard real quick? Yeah. Did we look at the men? Yeah, we looked at it. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't understand how this girl's score didn't get invalidated. Didn't Danny have that And They released a statement that basically said, hey. You muted yourself. Not you. Jared, go ahead. Taylor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they put out a statement that basically owned the discrepancy between the sketch in the drawing and the description. So, you know, one said it was the outside of the tape line. One said it was the inside of the tape line. So it was, wow. yeah. So I'm pretty sure they, they kind of said, Hey, this is a wash. Um, as Wait, long as you're, go ahead. Can you hear me? Bef bef yeah. Before okay. we go to the leaderboard, how about, what are your guys' thoughts on that? They came out, they said, uh, we had, I think you have to do it. We had tape lines that were wrong in the graphic and we said something else in the text. We're going to allow both. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think that's the next right thing they could do. 
that's all you can do at that point is to own it and say, yeah, it was a mistake. And here's the deal. If you showed your measurement and you showed it from the inside of the tape line or the outside of the tape line, we're still going to count it. How big of a difference does that make the tape line, the two inches? For, uh, for, for someone like me, it makes a huge difference being 12 inches away or being 10 inches away. For someone like Danny, I'd sure it makes a pretty big difference too. You think? Even though her arm, I feel like I she think short she's, arms. I Bro, think, you got all that counterweight trying to pull you over on the other side. <laughs> as good as as good as she as good as she is at snatching, I don't think it would have made any difference. It probably would not have taken her out of the top five. Was that the only thing that happened? That that was. That I, I, did, I didn't. I didn't remember seeing remember. much controversial stuff with the yeah. with the females at all. I know. I think oh. Sydney McAlishan. I think made a post. Yeah. That said that she didn't. I think measure the thirty inch. This is tape this, line length and. That's why she was invalidated. This is what I, I remember. And it's that her video was like 100 feet away from her handstand pushups where you couldn't see if her hands were on the line at Who all. Who's that? Danny Spiegel. Oh. That's, what, that's what somebody sent. Um, and I just reminded me of that like old Brooke Wells video of her like doing Diane. <laughs> all the way across the gym. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, is that Brooke over there uh, trying to do her workout? I feel like that's going to be the that's normal though on handstand push up workouts. If you're having to film from that far away to see on that plane on the ground tape versus where your hands are at, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Especially if you're having to be out in front of the rig to do movements and then having to have right. a view of the floor, it's going to be a pretty difficult view to get. Yeah, and depending on depending part. on how your gym's yeah. laid out, there might I'm, not be space where the well, rig's not in the way. I no, I think there's space no matter what gym that you have. It's just that do you have th seven other athletes also trying to film their qualifier performance at the same exact time and go at the same time? And if that's the case, that's just stupid. Because look, if Danny Spiegel is doing a qualifier, the other six ladies that are doing it, odds are they don't fucking matter. Just let Danny do her shit alone so she can do it correctly. My my humble opinion. I mean, when me and Jason do qualifiers to crash, it's not like like me and him go. Like two people is the max you can run. Right. Like more than that. And it's just a shit show. If you go back to the women's leaderboard, though, it is cool to see some people like dick, Simon Sorry. trying to break through. Lauren Fisher, Kyra Milligan, um, Elena Caratalahuya. She She's competing this weekend at, in Madrid. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty. Say that again. <laughs> Caratala. Wow. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that, Two R's, not, dude. You got to you got to roll them hard. You, you threw Will for a loop there. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a... that's better than his his Smeagol impersonation. No, I don't um... know about that. <laughs> but no, this I, I think like seeing Lauren Fisher and Kyra in there is is really cool. I mean, those are two like think about how OG Lauren Fisher is, and Whoa. she's she's been competing again and individually for the last couple of years. But like seeing someone like her qualify for Rogue, I think is is really cool. I mean, I remember her being somebody who is considered like barbell specialist years and years and years ago. Uh, this is, I think Kyra Milligan's pretty excited. I like that's exciting to see someone super new. I'm not really excited by any of yeah. the other four athletes out of the queue. What's the, is there a, what's the, is there a deal going on where uh, like, what's the deal with women competing versus men in off season competitions? I feel like generally, the men's fields have way heavier top, like even at yes. Wadapalooza last year, there was a bunch, there were not a bunch, maybe not a bunch, but there was a big handful of guys that did both individual and team in the women's division. There was almost none of that here. Well, we see even the, like the pages of people that did the qualifier. It's like double at least for men. Cause like, these, what's, what's the deal? They, what, I mean, I think this is just a, 
this is just an issue with the entire sport, but the male depth of talent is so much greater than the female depth of talent. I mean, even the difference between top half at semifinals comparatively to the guys is huge. Yep. I mean, we, we, Brian's talked about it ad nauseum about this, this, this point that like when you get to any competition, like the top half or the top 10, the levels to this stuff is completely evident on the female side more so than on the male side. But even hundred percent, even You're just though, talking about them even wanting to compete. In the yeah. Even games qualifiers, like there's only one individual games qualifier on this entire list, but you what? look on the men, right. And the with women from this past year, no man and Anganese and also oh, man. Colin Brander. Colin yeah, Brander. Two. Um, and then no, keep going. There's one at the bottom. The uh, Sturt. No, she didn't qualify this year. No. Oh, sorry. Um, and so I just feel like even the top heavy, like even qualifiers from the games, you look at the men's leaderboard. Mm. You got, yeah. you know, on the front right. page, you got six qualifiers. Is- six of the bottom 25 men that didn't get a spot or whatever automatically. My take is that like the women don't feel the need to fucking slang it around and measure it like the guys do. Like I feel like a lot of women play a smarter game where they train and build for the open quarterfinals, semifinals, and the games. Where a lot of guys are like, "No, nah, I gotta fucking compete again. I gotta get back out there." You think gotta, it might? Like, you think it might be an issue with issue with partnerships and how financially set up the females are comparatively to the guys. That's kind of my thought. Hmm. Like that, if you if you have strong representation and you've got a good team and you've set yourself up with partnerships that you don't need to compete as much. Right. But that's a, that's a it, very good point. Maybe the, 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 the social media monster is a lot more conducive to females than it is to males. And that's why they, they have to compete more simply to earn a living. Makes sense to me. Will steering us in the direction that he wants us to go in. I like, yeah, it. that's, uh, <laughs> it, it is very true though, that the men, the male depth of talent, yeah. Especially in North America is so much deeper. Facts, Dan. What did he say? He said Will doesn't actually follow the sport. Ah, uh, that is facts. Fair enough. Just kidding. Never say that again. <laughs> there are a lot of team athletes though on here for sure. Right. <laughs> no one cares. Okay. Never mind. They're not. Don't worry about that. Yeah, fucking come on. <laughs> Have you do you see that uh JR in your for cra- for the crucible? When you do a qualifier, is it male dominant as far oh, as signups? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there were there were like thirty five females for the online qualifier, and there were about sixty sixty five male. Um, Always double, double it. But double I will say, it. like in 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 the first couple of years, um, it was easier to get higher level guys to come compete mm. than it was for the females. And then last year, um, the female depth of field was far greater. Guys, and I was really happy about that because it had been so hard to kind of recruit semifinals level talent to come. And again, I don't know if that's because they have more options. Or like, well, I've got an invitation to go do this competition and this competition and this competition, so they can really just decide based on payout which one's more conducive to them and their <laughs> earnings. Um, this year, though, with the late addition of James and Colton. And Ty Jenkins, I would say it's switch. It's now swayed to the male side. But before that, I would still say that the female side was deeper going into it. Now that oh, this year, now that yeah, it was really close. But now that um, now that those guys have signed up, 
late. I think that now the 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 male field has kind of um, gotten deeper. I mean, simply because you're obviously adding three, two games athletes individually. Dude, I can't fucking wait to watch. It's gonna be great. Are you stoked, Jr? Yeah, I am. I'm. Uh, it's it's weird. I'm I'm a lot more focused now because at this time now it's just like okay, like now you have to put on the show. Now you have to execute it. It's not. It's it's cool for the qualifier to <laughs> be done and over with. It's cool for you to announce that you're doing certain things for people to practice that are going to look fun. But unless it happens on game day and everything runs smoothly, I don't care about it. Do you ever get this compliment, Jr? I've never gotten that. Jeez. Should I pee in Hiller's mouth for a drug test? Is that how we do it? Yeah. Same thing, right? <laughs> That's how he tests. He measures the magnesium residue on his tongue. <laughs> here, here, get me. <laughs> he gargles, swishes. It's like wine tasting. He takes a P, he takes a pH strip and he just yeah. puts it on his tongue. Get I'm back to, back to full blast training, baby. I'm getting these, getting this inflammation up. How are you feeling? How's training going? Pretty good. Training's going pretty good. I had to like fucking, dude, I had the worst case of COVID-38 last week or whatever strain we're on now. Devoc 91? Dude, the Russian strain. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this hasn't even come out yet. Um, I bought it actually on Silk Road. Um, that clapped me, but I've been feeling pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> We got a listener question to do. We got a few more minutes. Will, do you have any listener questions for us? No. JR, you don't have any the... questions? Drop in the chat. Yeah. This is, all right. So okay. So we can we can spitball this a little bit, but no. it's it's probably a full it's probably a, a full uh, a full episode. <laughs> if we take benchmarks and we're creating like a semifinals or a games level athlete, what benchmarks do we think you need to hit? I think you sent me that a while ago. Oh, and we, oh we like can combine or, or like, right. okay, what's your 40 yard dash time? 225 for reps time. Okay. Uh, or just, or, and like 2K row, like some, mm. some of the tests that still hold up, like we're probably not going to put Fran on there because at a certain level, it's yeah, just kind of like everyone has between a two minute and a 220. I so, think you, I think the standard 30 clean and jerks, 30 muscle ups, 30 snatches for time. I think yeah. that should be a benchmark. Uh, I think. 20.3 was it diane into handstand walk diane yeah they did it twice i think that should be a benchmark um no that's cool let's let's all right so for next week i think we should talk about madrid and how that went down that'll be that'll be over with this weekend but then you come up with how many you want to do eight oh shit ten this is a good one we we don't know dude. we don't know I have I've met his wife. She's lovely. John <laughs> so have I. She's awesome. He's not gay. Chill, guys. But yeah, you you come up with yours. I'll come up with mine, and we'll okay. A list of eight. Yeah, we can. We probably need to put some. Like, let's say that's obscure number. What? Why? Four, why eight? Four four of them at the most can be single modality. Four have to be mixed modal. Oh, four mixed modal, four single modality. Ah, uh, four single modality because we've got three know. modalities. Why don't we do five mixed modal, three single modality? Okay. Because and you can't have it's a one monostructural, that's one cool. weightlifting, one gymnastic. Yep. Um. Damn, dude, that's gonna be hard. What the fuck do you test for for single modality for gymnastics? No idea right now. Okay. Um. Oh, oh, this is a good question. 
Dude, it ain't even close. I love you, Hiller. And Hiller's off the sauce right now. Yeah, he's off the sauce. He doesn't stand a chance. He's got to at least sauce up for another two years, another 24 months straight cycling. Then he can beat me in a deadlift one rep max, and that's it. Am I growing a third eye? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm actually trying to book a flight to Boston to get this fixed. Why is Taylor ducking Crucible? I told JR if he had another spot that I'd take it, and he told me I couldn't compete. Wow. Taylor told me, I think I have it saved, said the next time you see me on a competition floor will be 2024 semis. I said, okay. Did I say that? Yep. He said that the next time you see me in a competition will be 2024 open. Okay. Maybe. So I'm trying to keep him honest. We're that. still quite not there yet. Maybe, right. maybe, maybe. But he has he has tested several of the Crucible events, which will be fun to talk about after they come out. I don't know that I would ever go team. Just like not at the games. For sure not at the games. Like I would definitely do a team at a different Ooh. competition like Wadapalooza. What? Dude, you, you, I will say like you and Jason are some of the hardest people I've ever worked out with for a team workout. It's so interesting to work out with people that only want to be responsible for themselves and don't understand how maybe letting, <laughs> letting someone else do more than them would benefit them. Like they can't see through that. It mm. has to be like, well, no, if you do two legless, I have to do two. Yeah. It's that's... not, it's, and it, in the same way where it's like, uh, how about we go four, two on the flip sled? Well, what do you mean? I'm not doing more than you. You got to do four. Like in, in the same respect, it's just like you expect <laughs> everyone else to do what you do. And then you also expect yourself to do what your teammate does regardless. So, JR and- asked me to help him and like two other people pick up a scaled weight worm one time. It was for like a freaking <laughs> Festivus competition. And I dropped it and almost broke everyone's back. <laughs> I don't, dude. No, team is not. A good I, I asked Taylor to demo for the video releases a worm movement for Crucible <laughs> for the teams, and Taylor said, "No, I refuse." And I was like, "What?" And he made me get in there and do it. <laughs> so you're saying they're retarded? No, I just don't know how to use a worm, and also I hate depending on other people in a workout. Yeah, yeah. Just ask. Have to just ask Tyler three, Watkins. It would have about- to be. Yeah, fuck yeah. Ask Tyler what it's like working out with me on a team. <laughs> Yeah, and I will say, like, me and me and Jason do a good mini partner workouts together, so he's gotten a lot better about it. But I remember the first time I did a workout with him, I was like, how do you want to break up the toes to bar? He's like, let's do 15s. So I did 15, and then he did 20. Who? And I was like, why did you do 20? Me? No, Jason. Jason. It was just one of those, like, I can't handle someone not doing more. You know, I, I, I have to do more. Like, I, I, I can't let you show me up. That kind of mentality. It's good when me and Jason train together because we just run each other into a fucking dirt hole. Which is hey, fun. shut the heck up about deeper in the girl side. We all done hurt ye. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I love you, bro. Down will be here in a couple weeks, I think. So you, you yeah, need to we're come gonna down, bike. Come down for that, and yeah. Um, is he is he gonna ship his bike out here? Or are you just gonna let him borrow yours? Um, he could borrow mine if he wants. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure someone's got another one. I don't know that we're gonna road. I don't know if we're gonna road bike or mountain bike. I'm sure mountain. Mountain probably with with old Zachy boy. All right, sick. This guy's actually at Circle K waiting for me to show up with my iPad. All right, we'll take off. You need to. I got to go pick up my little girl from school. 
All right, so I'm going to go make these racks. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you next week.